0: And we're back. Yes, gotta like it. Yeah. Rock and roll. Yeah, podcast number nine now. Hey, coming along. Wow. You got didn't, a special you didn't sound
1: confident in that number. Right well, to think about it. Oh. <laughs> the truth is. I wonder if it's accurate. It is, it is. Pretty
0: close. Mm. You, yeah. The extra voice you hear is my wonderful brother. Yeah. Much older. John Hagler. Not near as good looking. Not no. much older.
1: <laughs> no. Three, well,
0: three years. Three years. Well, who's counting? That's bro? not a
1: lot.
0: I got I've very, had
1: people tell me I look younger than you.
0: Uh, yeah. they, they're sinners. I think they were lying. They're sinners.
1: <laughs> they're just trying to be nice. I definitely yeah. have less hair.
0: Yeah, but they don't tell us either one of us are skinny. No. You don't say, I've oh, you're the skinny been... brother. <laughs> I think pretty much no. they know we're we're eating. We're happy.
1: You just have a little bit of height on me. Not much. <laughs> Not much. But it helps. I think maybe an inch. I would take another inch of height.
0: Yeah, I understand. I mm. understand. Well, obviously we're gonna have fun today because it's yes. somebody that I've known for. We, we we may not even get into any childhood trauma stories, mm. but it's possible that we could. I
1: don't know. I was I was just gonna ask how long have you known each other? I've known him his question. whole life. That was yeah. very dumb. Yeah, that would be a dumb question. <laughs>
0: I've known I've known him my whole life.
1: There, there you, you go. go we did share a bedroom till I was twenty-two. Yeah, yeah that's a fact you won't hear anywhere else
0: no that's behind the scenes backstage with simple church and right. the weird things about their <laughs> pastors. yes that's weird that is but it's because we didn't have any
1: money we didn't have any money
0: so like that's the funny part is is like my mom was a janitor or a maid depending on how you wanted to look at that she cleaned houses she had a she was a business owner she was a business entrepreneur owner. Small business small owner. business owner but she started out just cleaning houses and you know, helping people, or whatever. And then my dad worked for a Western Electric, AT and T, back in the day, and just middle income.
1: Yep. Lived in a thousand square foot house.
0: Yeah. And before that, we lived in something smaller than that. In yeah. Rand- Randolph
1: was probably. Well, I remember we were excited when we moved to thousand square foot because we had two things we never Ooh, had. You talk ready? To me. Three yeah. things actually. I can remember. Carpet.
0: I I did a carpet. I laid on the floor. This is true. Now I, I was in third grade.
1: Yep. That's about right. Yep, because I was six.
0: Yep. so I was in third. I laid on the floor and like did a carpet angel because we'd never seen carpet in our life. Yes. Now, this is
1: 1976.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, think about that.
1: 76. That's crazy. Yep.
0: So we had carpet. That was we had pretty carpet. exciting.
1: It's central heat in there.
0: Never, you, know, you had a thermostat? Never seen one before. Mm-hmm. Didn't know what that was about. All we, All we, had we, had
1: was, we had one window unit for our whole house. And we had an attic fan. Yeah. You I could, had an attic
0: fan. Yeah, that was living.
1: But this was the most exciting thing we had. We had a sliding glass door.
0: Mm. I'm going to give you one more that you forgot. Uh Sliding glass door was... That's a big deal. It was a big deal. It was like...
1: Because when you you talk to your girlfriend, you stretch your cord across the kitchen. Yeah. And you go talk to her on the back patio and you didn't get wet. That's pretty awesome.
0: But we also had a shower.
1: Oh, that's a biggie. Yeah.
0: Like we'd always only had a tub. No, you only had a tub.
1: Yeah.
0: Why are you doing a bath as a bath, man? But you
1: don't bath take is, baths? No. I take a shower, but not a I bath. I love a good soaking uh, bath. Me too. I mean, you're I take sitting a, in your own filth. I take Whoa. a
0: bath every night.
1: Every night?
0: Every night.
1: Yeah. I probably do. Most <laughs> nights. I, I use th- bubbles too.
0: Me too. That, maybe it's because but, it was our childhood. We didn't, ha- yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean, because we didn't have a tub you could do that in growing up. They were too shallow. Oh. Those kind of tubs, and you sit in it, and the water's just like just above yeah. here. But you it's relaxing,
0: here, man. But- a tub, a bath. When you're stressed out, it's it's relaxing, yeah. man. You get to just enjoy a little yeah. escape. Calgon, take me away.
1: <laughs> yeah, <What>? that's. <laughs> Do you like candles when
0: you? Light? No, I don't. Not I do. know you have candles. I that's have candles, that's. Man. This is not really what we're here no, to talk about. No, not even We went way off. But it's in backstage with Simple Church.
1: That's what. The- <laughs> Sitting in your own <laughs> yeah. Self in a tub. Whatever,
0: but it does kind of go along with why he's here because we didn't have a lot of money growing up, uh, but he was a hard worker. Now a lot of people don't know what he did, but he when we don't when your family don't have money. And you're trying to make ends meet, and you're trying to figure all that out. We learned pretty quick. I got my first job mowing yards, took my dad's mower, and would just <laughs> walk around the neighborhood and just beg people I could mow their yard. That's yeah. the truth. Yeah. That was like the way you did it. My brother went and worked at Cargill, mm-hmm. you know, and did, like, uh, concessions and all that stuff. And then—
1: I was a mean popcorn popper.
0: Yeah. But you had to—I mean, you well, le- the reason he left, when you left, did you say at 22 or something like that? That's because you I got moved
1: to, out at 22. Finally. And it's because you had a job. finally got a job job because I've started off in concessions and then I went, I actually worked for Hancock Fabrics. Oh, son. At one Mm. point.
0: Nothing says manly like Hancock Fabrics. Well, let me explain.
1: I can picture you in a little vest. Did you have like a little apron? No, didn't have to wear it. I was in the stock room only Mm. and I was there specifically to unload the vinyl truck. Mm, You ever picked up a roll of vinyl? Yes. Women couldn't do it. I had to do it.
0: Yeah. Well, they can do it, John. Well, they, they chose this not to. The, Let's just say it. Back way. in the 70s, this they might. the 70s. Well, <laughs> early 80s, 80s. Probably yeah. 80, 1980. Because yeah. I
1: was going to ask, because I used to play baseball at Cargill, but you were long gone. I yeah. I was oh, you were. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was 19. Because you're a child. 88. I was gone. 90. Yeah.
0: Yeah, gone. you were a child, just a yeah. mere child. Just, a mere, just child. a mere child. You and mother. Yeah. My mother and I. But, but the reason I'm bringing up. Your work ethic, because because that's how you got out of the house. The only reason he was able oh, I to had move to get out, out of there, yeah. I mean, we I wanted our own room. We literally <laughs> shared a room, and we had two twin beds and a half. But we
1: didn't even have a full bath. Did not a half bath half, a bath? half
0: bath. At least we had a toilet, dude, in a in wow, a sink
1: because we got the master bedroom yeah. that had that half bath because mom and dad had separate bedrooms.
0: Yeah, that's a whole nother podcast. That's another <laughs>
1: podcast. <laughs> No comment. Yeah. That's well, no right. snoring. There was yeah, a lot of, a lot of going issues on. there. Yeah, yeah they I didn't. They were divorced
0: eventually, but I mean, there was a lot of stuff going on there. But that's a well. Yeah, there's another financial reason they're divorced. We could go into that in that a little bit too, but because mm-hmm. we're here to really to talk about finances. But I'm giving you a little bit of background because John really has worked. And then you went from, worked hard. You went from there to Eckerd's. Where did work
1: for a drugstore company? Started off as a night stalker. Well, actually, I started off working after school. I remember one of the biggest fights I got in with mom is I was going to be a night stalker while I was in high school. (laughs) And she said, you're an idiot. And she was right, but I didn't like that answer. So I had to wait till I graduated. The night after I graduated, I started working the midnight shift. And for 18 months, I worked the midnight shift and then finally kind of worked from there. But, yeah, that's rough.
0: So he was my my point was I think we were realizing pretty quick when you don't have a lot you ain't gonna get a lot unless you work a lot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you like that yeah, tweet that, that out? Was, yeah. yeah, that's a quote of the year. Yeah, right there.
0: but it's the truth. I mean, everybody wants something, but we. I mean, it was like I mean I had to work for my first car. Yep. I sacked groceries Kroger, yep. son. That was my the, job.
1: This is making me feel very white privilege right now. You are white watching. privilege.
0: We're not gonna get into your you know <laughs> white privilege. <laughs> You grow up in West Shreveport, and then at the time, then South Shreveport, you begin to realize mm. there's a lot of people hustling. We went from Randolph, Warner yeah. Park Elementary, to Summer Grove, and we were the Jeffersons. We were moving on
1: up. We were moving on up. We had carpet, dude. Carpet shower. That's right. Air conditioning and a double carport. hmm Not a we garage. Went from a single carport to a double. Why? But, but then, I, w- yeah, I would say this though, the cool part about that, I think you'll agree with me on that, is that it makes you appreciate stuff more. Sure. Because when you've move out, and you get your first apartment. I remember standing in my door at my first apartment. I'd gone to New York Furniture, (laughs) all right, on 70th Street, and I bought my first couch, and I bought my first, like, TV entertainment center. I financed it. That's a whole other story. Yeah. We'll get into that. But I remember standing in that apartment just amazed that I had a couch. Yeah. I mean, I know that sounds silly, but I was like, I am rich. Yeah. I have a new couch. And it came with a lamp too. They threw that in. <laughs> See, Scott. I'm I'm just thinking I've I've never bought a couch and I'm thirty six years old.
0: <laughs> that, we got issues. That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: but yeah, it makes me appreciate stuff.
0: It does. Yeah. And I remember you getting your first apartment going over and looking at it and we were like, Man, there's hope.
1: Yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. hope. Well, you, I well, mean, you ended up sounds,
0: living in the same apartment complex. Yeah. I mean, and mom, and too. mom, too. Eventually, <laughs> eventually, all three of us that are on, we had three different apartments all in the same apartment complex.
1: Dad didn't have
0: one. No, he kept the house. <laughs>
1: Whole another podcast. That's another
0: podcast. That's the stories of divorce. But, oh yes. But gosh. in the process of seeing all that, you do realize that working hard and, you know, having a plan of going man there's something i can live for that i'm trying to accomplish and i was looking at him i mean among other people but he's your brother so you are going hmm man that dude's hustling man he's working hard to make things happen and then he had things we didn't ever have so he was working hard to try to uh you know establish a a family and a future and where we were trying to figure it out i mean because our family was falling apart finances were falling apart on our family side. So it's, it's all of that chaos is real. I mean, that's not a joke. I mean, that's really happening. So you're trying to navigate all that.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's pretty well said because a lot of my later problems that we're going to get into here in a minute were a direct result of trying to have things we never had. Yeah. I can remember driving up to Putt-Putt, where you worked at one point. Son, that's it, In Putt-Putt. South Shreveport, and I had a brand new truck. And you were like, what? Yeah. You know, it was shiny and nice, but... What he didn't know is that I had to sign a promissory note for the down payment, and I financed as long as you possibly could. Mm-hmm. Those are all just products of trying to get stuff that you didn't have growing up.
0: Yeah, and that's that's what we're really trying to talk about. I mean, because he's now, I mean, you move from Eckers. We'll go back, and then yep. we'll move forward. But Eckers, then you went to human resources. You I moved did. from managers to assistant managers, managers, and eventually, like.
1: Yeah, got a great job. I got to be on the road, had a company car. I was married by this point, and uh, but broke like a bad joke, mm-hmm. financed to the hilt, um, but didn't know any better because that's the way we were raised. Um, we called Mom the Queen of Credit Cards. I can remember going back to school each fall, and we could shop one of two places. Come on, we didn't know why, but it was Bells. Our mm. Montgomery Ward, Monkey Ward, son. You hadn't seen fashion till you see Montgomery Ward. Oh, <laughs> well, I.
0: Hey, you just <laughs> better thank God the Bells had Op because that's the only that's, reason that's, we survived. Ocean Pacific, absolutely. Son. That was my favorite.
1: <laughs> I had every T-shirt they had.
0: And then you'd get mad if I borrowed one. I did. That's another counseling. Yeah. We're going next door. I regret to, some of that. Yeah, we're going to Clint Davis after this. We'll be right <laughs> next. <laughs> they're
1: next door. They're right next door. Yeah, we're going to convenient. next.
0: Convenient. Yeah, uh, Clint. We'll see you in a little bit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, you're right. So, but mom was doing what she had to do, uh, because they had financial problems, and she would charge stuff. And we were too young; we didn't know. So I can remember my first credit card. I remember moving out, and uh, I went down to D's photo. In Mm -hmm. downtown Shreveport. I was big into photography at the time and I wanted this new camera set. And uh, they said, Well, you know, we can finance that for you. And my eyes lit up and I got a Canon credit card. Mm -hmm. All right, that was my first credit card. And I can remember being so excited because it was like only $19 a month. What they didn't tell me, it took like eight years to pay it (laughs) off.
0: Man, you and i to paid use
1: twice it. as much for the camera by the end of it but you didn't i didn't care because i wanted what i wanted so and
0: you know who that is though that's Jay michael Photography. That's, that's right true. that's the See? artistic we have a lot of names so it's john yeah. Hagler now that's uh-huh. what people know him as yep. but as i stated a couple of sundays ago it's buddy for yeah. many people i've
1: gotten a lot of grief from that one. yeah that's buddy Appreciate that. he's a
0: nascar lover yeah. that's a whole nother podcast that is, that
1: is a good nascar name yeah
0: buddy And buddy. then then J. Michael is his photography man. man. That's, that's the artistry side, yeah, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, but that just a layer know. of the onion, it's yeah, the, as, the, as you say, Scott. Yes, yeah. it's the old backstage pass. Yes. You're getting backstage information. Yes. A lot of backstage information. Absolutely. So all of that saying, uh, we're going to take it now to another dark turn. Oh. is because he, in the process, he's Eckerd's, he's human resources, mm. he's financing, he's doing all these other things, trying to. I remember they bought the house in Bosier and blah, 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 blah. But I'm working at First Baptist Moser, and my and Fred's then say, the pastor's like, man, I think we need somebody to help us with executive pastor. You know, now he don't even know what that term meant at the time. Still not sure. Yeah, we'll get in that minute. <laughs> I was going, dude, do not take the do he not did. do not take this job. Now I'm being honest because I warned me. I was like, dude, I just don't think because I knew the church is totally different than the business world although their similarities they are totally different and also i wasn't sure how it was going to shake out because it's been difficult to be nice in those situations sometimes they're hard so i was going man i want him to work there i'm not sure if he's going to or not but this is just kind of funny because you said when he was coming into the church so he's leaving the business world coming in the church this is hilarious because go ahead and tell them how you said this to me and how this went remember, on because this I, is pretty funny.
1: I remember like it was yesterday. <laughs> I Bet really you do. do. Yeah. So I remember coming in. Now, keep in mind, I was in human resources for Eckerd's. I had 42 stores uh, that I was responsible for. And I remember coming to Justin and the guys because he was like, dude, I just, I'm worried, man. I said, how hard can it be? It's church. <laughs> because well, i was looking at it from the perspective of a church attender. Right. I sat in that green pew and watched them up there speak or whatever they called it, preaching or whatever, and it's one location. It's a, you know, not a huge group of people. I'm like, dude, i mean, this is easy. Right. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It, I was gonna add in there because one thing he said was he said look I'm not gonna be a minister. This oh, is yeah, yeah, oh no yeah. this I is the this is, is the best part. Oh yeah. He's like look it, this is classic. I'm you know right. John Hagan now is like look man I'm gonna come over there and work, but I'm not gonna be a minister. No. Just so y'all know you can leave that stuff out. I'm I'm there to <laughs> that's it. He's human resources. He's coming right. into I don't care about that. He's coming in stuff. to crack heads or whatever he's gonna do. I'm like yeah. I'm like John. Oh, it's only a,
1: one head got cracked. <laughs> that was mine <laughs> that was his head
0: but i remember us going to saddleback yeah when it changed for john it i mean there's a lot of great churches in the country and in the area as well so you know you learn from different people and pastors and you hear different things and i had been i'd gone out there i think maybe once before maybe that was our all first time I, it's all vague I it was me. all of
1: our first time
0: but it was pretty revolutionary in the way that they were doing church and this was in the 90s, 90s. yeah and so we all get in the cars. Me and you and Ray, ironically, Ray, Ray, Ray Rainey's and... here. Come on, on, staff with us now. It's me and you and Ray. And I remember you going, "I get it."
1: I can, yeah, real quick story <laughs> on that is, you know, bear in mind we we grew up Shreveport, Bozier. I had never been to any other churches except in this area, and uh, most of them small, hundred member tra- tra- traditional. So we all fly out to Saddleback. Uh, I blame Parma on the climate. You man, get out beautiful, there, it's just gorgeous. But what I remember being most impacted by was it was like way creative, but it was also just, you could feel like the positivity and how light it was. And it was done so differently mm-hmm. that I was massively encouraged. And I realized at that point that, you know, ministry is not what I thought it was. Yeah. I grew up thinking it was that dude that had to preach every Sunday. In his suit. He looked miserable. I they mean, sounded,
0: were, many of them sounded miserable.
1: They, I mean, they were hellfire and brimstone. They were always getting on you. They were all, I mean, it it, it just didn't look like a lot of fun. And we got out the saddleback and it was fun. And I thought, maybe I am a minister. Yeah. And specifically, it was for couples. I remember they had a, a ministry for young couples. I was a young couple at the time. And they had some people specializing in that. And I was like, I could see where I would specialize in that. Yep,
0: and, and that's, that's where right. it all changed. Yeah, because yeah, we're sitting in the car
1: pouring and, down rain. And,
0: ironically, yeah, and and Ray is new as well. Ray was owned a body shop. He was coming out of the business. Wasn't world. even We'll do a church. whole other podcast with Ray. He was just like, but eventually, I was like, Ray. I mean, I'm telling you, you know, y'all are ministers. You have the heart to help people. You want to, you know, what I'm saying, make a difference with your life. You want to give back. You want to, mm-hmm. and he has a lot of skills and a lot of knowledge that the church needed. But he really didn't fully understand that. Neither what you are right at the time. But it was cool to watch that evolution happen, yeah. you know.
1: Yeah, it's a special, special memory because that to me is where my ministry started. was yeah. pouring down rain in a minivan, just the three of us. And it was, they say yeah, there's a calling. You'll hear ministers talk about, I was called. Uh, <laughs> I don't good. know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know how all that works, honestly. But I do know that God spoke to me with two very special people to me in that van to affirm it to say yeah my life's fixing to change dramatically i'm not oh, yeah. just going to be an hr guy i'm fixing to be a minister yeah. and you know that was pretty
0: awesome how many years ago was that now I'm trying to think of what that would i'm be.
1: thinking that was about 1998
0: yeah probably so
1: so you're talking you know however many years, i can't do the math i'm not that good I don't wait I don't know.
0: Well, no, I know. 21, I'm married. That's the year I got yeah. married. There <laughs> so you go. be, You better know 21 that. 21 years
1: ago. 21 years ago. <laughs> but who's counting? <laughs> Not you. Not me. I'm sorry, am, Angie. <laughs>
0: Angie, I love you, little, little tooters. I love yeah. you. Uh,
1: 1998, yeah. I was junior. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, ministry. I understand.
0: <laughs> All that to say... You took this role of executive pastor, yeah. which made no sense, I and I still don't meant. even really know what the title means.
1: Really, the, the term I like to use is general manager. Yeah, is really a better term because really all an executive pastor does, he tries to do everything that the senior pastor don't need to be worried about.
0: And that would be a lot. <laughs>
1: right. For me. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. <they> don't <laughs>
0: that would be the normal senior pastor or yeah. this senior pastor. Yeah, You've worked for different ones. I so have. it's not just me. No, you, you no, went it's all of them. You went from First Bossier. I did. How long were you there at First Bossier? I was there 10 years. And then you went from there to? Corpus. Corpus
1: Christi, Texas, for three. Yeah,
0: and then we brought Came you back.
1: back. Yeah, and really, I was going to say it's really lead pastor. Now. Oh yeah, that's yeah. the trendy Ooh. term. Mm. Yeah, pastor. yeah. Because like senior sounds old.
0: Well, dude, I am old. Yeah, I'm, I'm but true. not as old as you.
1: <laughs> but really, what the—that's true. <laughs> not a lot, but but really, really, what it really boils down to is it's a job where, and I love it because I don't really like to speak that much. I don't mind it occasionally, but that's not my passion. But it's the administrative wing. Yep. It's the people and the details and logistics. And to me, I get excited getting up every day thinking about what's this day going to bring. Because there's no two days that are alike for Simple Church.
0: No. You got that <laughs> there's right. There's not. No, there there's really not. not.
1: But that's an awesome thing because I have been in settings where you got up and it never changed. Yeah. So.
0: Well, and I think that's the other thing is when people hear the job, you go general manager or managing. What does that mean? Well, that's. Everything from building stuff to uh, financial stuff right. to personnel stuff to right. insurance stuff to it's all the things that I mean it's it's no secret I'm not good at.
1: <laughs>
0: I mean to be no. honest, I really don't. Insurance, glad we got it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Need I don't. It. You know, money, we need it. Need you know, it. I mean, building, gotta have it. So mm. it's not my. I mean, I get it, and I like before he was here with the team, the direction leadership team, different people. We were able to manage all yeah. that. But to be able to put somebody over that has been invaluable. And to have somebody that you trust and that you love and that you know is a hard worker and that is a good dude, you go, hey, man, my brother's good at it. So that's why I was thankful you came well, back. I, I
1: remember early on mm-hmm. I was still in Texas and I'd come home for the holidays or something, and I went into your single suite office at the time. Yes, Just had, one suite. You know,
0: eight by eight. And
1: I knew, <laughs> I knew that eight I probably needed to – try to get back when you were sitting there filling out a PO book. Yeah. As the guy. And you were the only paid staff member. Yeah.
0: That's people for Yeah, people forget, but that was reality.
1: Yeah. That's Dogtown. Yeah. Yeah. And what's cool about it now, for me, what's fun, is that really most of the work is done by other people on our staff. And really most of the work they do is just get stuff ready for the volunteers to do it. Yeah. So the neat thing for me is to watch our team get ready for Sunday and then watch them communicate to the team, which is the volunteers, yeah. which it takes three to 400 volunteers to make it happen on a Sunday. That's pretty satisfying to watch it go from nothing, a blank concrete floor yeah. in empty classrooms to a full functioning church in an hour and a half Yeah, and get torn down in 45 minutes at the end of the day.
0: And what's crazy, based on like my past experience and your past experience, We'd never seen it done before. Nope. So you're doing something different. It was different managing. We we you helped build the big sanctuary at First Baptist Bowser. I helped build the children's building. So I think mm-hmm. between us, I've said this in a, something else. I don't know if it was twenty five million or thirty million. bunch of money. Bunch of money. So we were managing thirty million dollars of a project or twenty five million. I don't even remember exactly either. That's a lot of pressure and a lot of work and different things. Well, then you went to Corpus Christi. They went through another building program, and they had other multiple campuses and financial issues and good and bad and ugly and everything else. Well, all of those different things kind of, not kind of, they impacted the way you do it at Simple Church because you're going, let's learn. Let's try to be smart. Let's Let's try to be wise. Let's try to use the resources well. Let's try to be smart in the way that you have your staffing. We're understaffed obviously we don't have a lot of money in our budget but we don't also go out and just hire a bunch of people to hire a bunch of people you're trying to strategically hire people that really do fill a void or a, a meet a need that needs uh, to be met quickly uh, or effectively by talent that none of us have so sometimes it's a like video guy or like Caleb's the one of the latest ones I mean he does great Uh, graphics. He does great on video. He does all these different social media. And I'm like, I don't even know what social media is. They they had a meeting with me yesterday telling me, well, here's what we're really shooting for. And I'm like, man, keep shooting. I have no idea what you're talking about. They're like, man, we've got a lot of... We're getting interest in something he said. And I was like, yeah, man. And I looked at Evan. What? What does that mean? What did he just say? It doesn't... But I understand that's the culture. That's what's happening and this is what's going on. But that's why we're... Scott, you're getting us to do a podcast because you're wanting to Yeah, Find more information out on how to help people and understand why we do it the way we do it because it is done differently.
1: Right. Yeah, and my whole story factors into the way we try to run the church because, yes, you've heard a little bit about my own financial mistakes as a young guy. And then I watched a couple of churches make, in my opinion, were financial mistakes. Mm -hmm. And then we get here, and there's nobody above us. right. We're it. So So you can't blame somebody. You can't blame anybody else. You can't say it's this person's fault or that person's fault. That's a big responsibility, but it's also a great opportunity. Yeah. So you get to run it how you would want to run it, and I like the way we run it, which is we don't have a lot of surplus, not a bunch of money in the bank.
0: But let me give you the good news, and I told somebody at the backstage pass, we have like once a month, first of the month, these people come back and we take them backstage. And I told them, I was like, look, we don't have a lot of surplus. But let me give you, we don't have a lot of debt either. That's right. You're not sitting there paying on huge amounts of loans of things that you're going, oh, my God, how are we going to make this right, happen?
1: Right. The only debt we have is our office, and it's a, an appreciating asset, Yeah. and it's worth a whole lot more money than we owe on it. Yeah, so, and that's
0: the only – I mean, and yeah. we own a, another piece of property. Some people ask this. Right. like, do you own anything? We own a piece of property out on Viking Drive, which is a nice piece of property Ooh. that's only going up in value. Yep. And we all, and we own our office, which only goes up in value. Right. So we don't have a lot of debt. Now it's true we run lean. We do, and we're trying. One of the reasons we want to do this podcast, <laughs> you like that lean? That's way you run your house and yeah, it's uh, lean. Yeah, because
1: I have to. Yeah,
0: <laughs> we, we understand. The simple church is running lean because we, we have to. to. Exactly. Yeah. But that's the goal is to try to educate people on how they can help us with that, even through a podcast, because we don't talk about money. Right now. You come with me on this one now. Help me on the journey of Uh one of the things that we hated growing up in in any church you're in is it seemed like that every time you went in, that was one of the topics, particularly at some churches we were in the area. Because of the circumstance, they were either building or they were trying to do something. So when they came in, you have to, they thought, (laughs) we got to get it. We got to get it. We need you to give. Be a part of this or to be a part of that. And eventually it gets pretty old.
1: Going back to our childhood, I remember we went to a little Baptist church over in Shreveport, and I can remember this rough cut-out of plywood thermometer (laughs) that was leaning on one side of the Uh stage. I'm young. We're little. I mean, and I remember them trying to get that red to climb up that thermometer. Oh, yeah. It was probably some small amount of money in hindsight. Mm -hmm. But because they had decided to do that, that's all you heard about. Yeah. And it never did really climb no i mean that's the sad part no that that monitor is
0: still probably over there still still, probably there but maybe that coronavirus will get it on up you know what i'm saying got some temperature but
1: but you're right yeah it's it's all of those experiences make you go oh you know because i know your original vision for the simple church was to take away anything from it that's a barrier yeah for people that are trying to figure it out
0: well let's all be honest even like now i mean it's still it's awkward And it can be very weird when you don't understand who they are or what they're doing or what they're, and it appears to be very self-serving. So if you get up and go, hey man, we need money. And they go, oh, the pastor needs it for a new car or the pastor needs it for a new house or the pastor needs it for a new, and I'm going, no, 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 let's take all that out. I have been thankful God's taking care of us. But what we really talk about is trying to solve problems for other people. And what I've been proud of in the Simple Church, and you've been a huge part of this, is whether it's a car for a single mom and somebody donates a car, and they go, hey, we're going to repair it through your life group, and then we're going to give it to a woman in need. Or whether it's, uh, right now we're trying to raise $50,000 for uh, kids battling cancer and trying to get them to the uh, lighthouse retreat and all this stuff. Well, that we don't make a penny off of that. That don't come to us. It's like, hey, if you're going to give, we're going to spend it anyway. This is where John fills the burden. I'm going to keep trying to solve problems because I believe that's what God calls us to and what we're supposed to be doing. And it costs money to solve problems there's not a lot of problem solving without some money Mm. there are some that can be encouragement a hug scott i'll hug (laughs) you later a kiss (laughs) you know i'm saying honey come here i'm thankful but truthfully it comes down to if it's a cancer it's like my friend randy they're gonna do a fundraiser in a couple weeks as well because it's costing him out of his pocket david gunn your world of wheels guy got cancer and we did a do good day and gave him whatever it was, $10,000, I think, by doing one, and it, you know, it melted him down going, God, it's one thing to say you love somebody, it's one thing to try to help, but, and we wish we could do it for everybody, but the only way we can is for people to be in a place that understands why they need to give and why they want to be a part of it, and can you trust us with that, and what do you want to see as a result of that, and then get yourself in a place where you can, hey man, I can give a dollar, or five, or ten, or whatever it is regularly.
1: Yeah, and that goes back to, you know, kind of the, one of the original ideas about kind of meeting today was the beauty of figuring out your money is when you get it better figured out, you have options yeah. on responding when God asks you to do something. Now, one of the cool things about being a Simple Church, I can say I've been here about 10 years now, a little more than 10 years, and we've never not been able to do something we wanted to do. Yeah, now we can't do everything, but every time we decide to do something, somehow some way, oh, yeah. God comes through. Well, he comes through through people. Yeah. And the way they come through is they've figured out somehow some way to have enough margin in their life to be able to respond to that request. Yeah. And that's kind of I remember being young and being <laughs> broke like a bad joke, as I said. And I would be moved by something, but I couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. Because I was so leveraged and so tapped out that I was barely making my notes. So that's kind of why my passion is for you know financial peace and the and the life group or whatever. is Because it's not really just about figuring out your money for you. That right. is the first step. It's really figuring out your money so that you can help others.
0: And we're going to get into that in yeah. just a second. The only thing I want to add to that is because it kind of goes back to like when you're sitting here, if you're listening today and you're going, oh, okay, so here's where they're turning the corner to – the only thing I would say is, in the Simple Church, we've been able to do everything we need mm-hmm. to do. Everybody's been able to meet their paychecks. We've been able mm-hmm. to solve problems. We've been able to have facilities, equipment, uh, trips, all of these things that we've been able to do in 13 years, which is way more than I would have ever thought possible. The one thing that I'll tell people a lot, and i would say it again, it is because I believe in the Simple Church, we're making it about other people and how we can help and how we can be a part of what God's doing on a bigger level. And he somehow, some way, finds a way to keep meeting our need where if we turned inward and we said, it's just about us and we need this more for us and we got to have this. I think God's going, man, I don't honor that. And it would be the same in your personal finances when you go, well, it's my money. You know, we've, we've got this money, so we're going to build this for us, or we're going to have this for us, or our kids deserve this or our, and I'm like going, okay, wait a second, wait, 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 we don't, wait a second. Aren't we supposed to be trying to find a way to impact the world or impact people outside of that world? And how can we sacrifice to do that? And every time we have sacrificed and every time we've risked it or we've gone for it or somehow, some way, God's like, here's more resources and here's more ways to do that. We've had somebody give us a million dollars in the last 13 years. Nobody in their wildest imagination would have thought that was possible. And the guy that family that did it was someone they didn't ever think was going to happen to them. But the reason I say that is that don't happen. That's the only time that's happened. We have no big givers. The truth is, is most of our givers are very small uh, percentages of what they're doing, $5, $10, $20, $100. The average giver, John, correct me if I'm wrong, Oh, uh, well, the top 100 givers, I think is what you told me, they give $5,000 a year. That's right. And everybody's like, what? Yeah. That's, that's yeah, so if you're another church listening, because we know how that is too, you might be out there going, Dude, we don't have them. We're not like, you, you may have 20 people that give $100,000 a year or 50 people. We don't have that. We right. have very small givers, but we have a pretty good bit of them, and we're trying to help more people get to the level where they can give because if we can all get there, imagine what it can look like and imagine what we could do Uh, if we were really going, all right, God, you really are the one that's in charge of it. So help me manage that better. And that's what financial peace is really all about.
1: Yeah, it's one of the reasons that we do the life group. My wife and I do it together. And, again, it goes back to our own journey. It started for me in a small group, ironically. It was in the 90s. And uh, there's a guy named Roger Vance. Oh, Uh, yeah, he's still around. Still around, super guy. Uh, he came to the small group. It wasn't even about money, the small group. It was just a guy's group, and we talked about a bunch of different stuff. And he had this little sheet of paper he gave us, and it was kind of like recommended percentages of what you should spend on different aspects of your life. You know, this percentage for your house, this percentage. I had honestly never seen anything like mm-hmm. that. And I'm 30 years old by this point. I've already built my house in Bozier. I've already made all these decisions. I remember folding that piece of paper up and sticking it in my Bible and acting like I didn't care anything about it. And I got home by myself, and I scratched out those numbers. And at that time, Teresa and I were living on a hundred and twenty percent of our income. That was the math. Jeez. And I was like, that was my first eye-opening experience of like, I don't think that's sustainable.
0: <laughs> See, we're smart. That, that's South Shreveport right there. He's magnet right. though. He went to magnet. I went to it. I don't think you that's can write that. Yeah.
1: And I remember, you know. You know, I, I wish I could say that I was like excited mm-hmm. about that information, but it was pretty, pretty difficult to process that I had allowed that to happen. Sure. But then here we go again. And I'm just saying this to anybody out there that's in a similar situation you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And our family didn't teach that. Right. Teresa's yeah. family didn't teach that. We both brought our backgrounds into our marriage and we did it the only way we needed to do it. So that started me be, getting curious about how does this work. Well, that sheet of paper was from a financial peace lesson. Right. That's how that all started. And you fast forward to today, and you know we facilitate it a couple times a year, and I love to watch people figure it out. Right. Where they come in and they're desperate and they think there's no hope, and they leave. You know after the sessions are over and they go, okay, I think I might could do this. And the cool thing about it is that it does start off about you initially because it has to be because mm-hmm. you've made these decisions and you're in a bad spot. But it ends with the ultimate goal of getting to a place to where you can help others. Yeah. And that's what I love about the whole concept is it's ultimately not about you in the end. Right. It's cool.
0: And I think what, I don't know, every time you hear financial peace or, I mean, because it's not a new concept. No. There's Every church is throwing it out there. and You've heard Dave Ramsey. there. People either hate it. Right. love it, or don't know any different. I think what I would like to say about it and what I appreciate about what we're trying to do is we're not saying it's the end all.
1: That's
0: right. <laughs> it's just a way. It's not the way. So you may take the class and learn mm-hmm. five good principles out That's of it, it and go, I'm not mm-hmm. going to the envelopes. That's stupid. I'm never going. You don't have to. It's the fact that you're trying to get better. That's right. So if it's a step, we talk about taking steps a lot. It's just a step to go, I don't even know how to budget. I don't know about percentages. I don't even know what to do, how to save. I don't even know how to get out of the death that I'm in. Like, Perry was a good example, and I don't think she'd mind just telling the story, but she came in and worked through, like, dude, I'm in debt. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's probably might-
1: one of the most dramatic examples. This is Brian Reed's, Brian Reed's wife. I can't talk. kid
0: name weed. Brian Why weed? Why weed? <laughs>
1: don't you love when you do that? Yeah, it's okay. Brian Reed's wife, Perry, uh, she was single at the time, and she was a schoolteacher. And uh, she came in and... I'll never forget it. She had this big manila envelope, and uh, she dropped it on my desk, and she just walked out of the office. And I was like, I thought, and she was working for us part-time at the time, so I thought it was something about life groups because she was doing life groups at the time. And I started pulling these documents out of this envelope, and it was her bills. And at that time, she had something like 30 thousand dollars in debt as a single female working as a school teacher. And she had no clue what to do. So we met and talked through it. And I'll never forget, we set up a budget for her. And one of the funniest stories about her, is she was in a shoe store and she called me and she said, I'm at Payless shoe stores and it's BOGO. Buy one, get one. And I said, put down the shoes and get out of the store. And it was just one of those funny examples of just somebody breaking habits. yeah, you know, she was basically medicating herself financially, yeah, you know, she was going through a tough time, you know, lonely, and she was buying trying to buy her happiness right, and it didn't work out. long story short, she worked it, worked the program, and within about two and a half, three years, she was debt free,
0: yeah, and then she married. Brian, Brian Reed, Reed, the man of her dreams. Brian weed. Brian Reed. But <laughs> it's just kind of cool, though, reading. I said Perry's one good example. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of other examples of different people that are working through things. But I'm thinking about they're out there going, yeah, but, I mean, what am I going to do? Well, you just got to start somewhere. You do. You know, in financial PCR, it, it, this, we don't know when. If you listen to the podcast, we always are offering the classes. But mm-hmm. this particular now at this point It's getting ready to start in Life Groups.
1: It is. It starts Thursday, March 19th at the church office, and uh, you can find it through Life Groups if you go to the website. Um, And here's the cool part about it. Uh, Some people are thrown off by the fact that there's a fee because if you do click on it and you look into it, it is a $99 fee. But I tell people all the time, you don't have to pay that fee. All that does is give you a workbook and gives you access to some resources, which are really cool. But you can come sit through it for free. Yeah. And you may decide halfway through it. I do want that resource, or you may never decide that. And we
0: don't make anything off of no, that. No, <laughs>
1: that's just covering the exact cost well, of what we pay for. Yeah,
0: because I think once again, everyone's like, "Oh, it's just a money making." No, listen. Nobody's man.
1: getting any payment. No,
0: it's just it. the truth is, what well, Dave Ramsey he well, yeah, he's right.
1: doing all right. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> doing just fine. Uh,
0: yeah, I'm just saying that. <laughs> I'm talking about us personally, right? But the reason I say he's got that, a pretty nice house, yeah. I think the skeptics, <laughs> the skeptics, the outsiders, the people who are in a bind—that's what we do, right? When we don't really want to take a step, you def- you def- you know, you make fun of it, or you say I'd never do it, but then you keep being miserable, right? Where I'm going is like, dude, just if we're offering the simple church for free, just come sit and listen, hang out, and who knows, you know, what's that hundred dollar investment turns around and get you out of debt absolutely it's a it's a small fee to pay and then you know how simple church is dude they different circumstance situation we can always try to help or we get you what you need to try to get there because that's the goal is to solve yep. that problem and that's a huge problem for people is financial trouble yep you know so i'm thankful that you're doing it
1: yeah you know? and the cool part about it is he calls them baby steps mm-hmm. the each step because you mentioned steps yep. like even with the new step classes and same concept it's baby steps and I love that terminology because it literally feels like that. Yeah. Because you're gonna take in all this information and the first step is saving up a thousand bucks. It can take some people a year to do that. Yeah. Depending on your income and your situation. That's okay.
0: And some that's people so that can you have do a one
1: garage sale and have a yeah. thousand bucks because they've accumulated so much stuff. So that's the cool part about it is is everybody's pace is different. Right. Everybody's need is different, but the information Dave Ramsey says it so well. He says, "All I do is tell people what my grandma taught me and I get paid really nicely doing it." Yeah. Cuz he it's so basic what he teaches.
0: Well, and there's a lot of people trying to figure that out. Yeah. And it's overwhelming, I think, with information in the in a generation of information. Yep. That's another little play on words. Mm-hmm. But it is. It's coming Practition. at them from so many different things. I think it's so much that it's overloading them. <laughs> And then that causes you to do nothing.
1: Exactly. They're paralyzed. Yeah,
0: so mm-hmm. you're just like, I don't know. We ain't going to worry about all that. Well, we're going, why wouldn't you try?
1: Right. I'm just glad we finally got a mmm out of Scott over There's there. There's a few. i had a few. Oh, because oh, I you know, yeah, the first don't hear one that really yeah. jumped out at me. Yeah. He,
0: yeah. You may have muted yourself accidentally. Yeah. He <laughs> yeah. said, yeah. 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 All right. So basically, mm-hmm. if we're moving forward from here. Yeah and people are trying to figure that out. They can take the class. Is there anything else they can do? Is there any other suggestion when it comes to their finances? What would you give them a little more advice on? Then we'll get ready to wrap it up.
1: Yeah, I would say the most basic step, if you don't ever come to the class and you you decide not to take a part of that, that the most basic thing you can do is find out where your money's going. The number one problem that I find that we all have as people especially in the age of debit cards and credit cards, is there's no sense of where the money's going. Right. So uh, one of the cool tools that they offer through Financial Peace is a little piece of software that I actually have one version that we use for the church as a whole and then one for our household, but it actually categorizes where your expenses go. You would be shocked what you spend your money on. Yeah. And Most people don't know. And that is free, by the way. Yeah. Because I have it on my phone. That's the reason why i to throw that in there. It's free to download. Yeah. Thank you, Scott. Yes, but that's the number one thing. Is just that's the the thing that most people just don't know is where is it even going? Right. And I, it goes back to something you said earlier. I think most of us are afraid to watch where it's going, because then responsibility steps in. Yeah,
0: I know I'm afraid.
1: <laughs> and
0: and don't the, be scared, Scott.
1: And quite honestly, we find the number one thing that people spend their money on is food. Oh, I'm not surprised. It's yeah. dining out fast food. Well cuz yeah, it's I don't, a different, I don't understand that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Please look at the YouTube version uh, just for your enjoyment. <laughs> Scott will be in the blue shirt. Uh just so that he's like with a waterbur- <laughs> water Water burger. I couldn't even get a water, a water- water-burger water-burger cup right <laughs> next to you. This now podcast
1: I, is not brought to you by Waterburger. No, does.
0: we don't mind a sponsor though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but oh, what's right. funny is uh, I can't judge you cuz I hit McDonald's this morning. So I'm <laughs> hey. I'm not behind you I mean wait you're beside him I'm beside you yeah
1: wow (laughs) I'm sorry we derailed you yeah I apologize yeah but no I would just say that just start there and I guess I'd probably want to just say as as a wrap up or whatever is don't be discouraged don't don't try to figure it all out in a day yeah Yeah. you can't don't compare to anybody else you know don't listen to the Perry story and go oh if I don't do it in three years, I'm a failure. Yeah. Uh, because one funny thing about my story is that first little sheet of paper was in the '90s that Roger gave me, and you would think, ooh, that would have changed everything. No, I didn't actually go through Financial Peace till 2007, and I didn't go through it until I was asked to lead it by the church I was working at at the time. Wow. I had never sat through it, so I sat through it as a leader for the first time, and I remember going. Wow, this is pretty good. Yeah, and and it took probably another five to eight years to yeah. really make the changes necessary to really feel like you have margin in your life.
0: Here's what I think about it too, and, and I'm an outsider as far as uh, I'm not a leader of financial peace. Uh-huh. You know, I'm not. I think one of the reasons that if if somebody's listening, I think one of the things that happens. It's like it's an evangelical thing it's like they're just they're you, you know people right. people get real they do. dogmatic about yeah. when they're in the system right and they'll they kind of kind of like religious again they get real judgmental like you don't use the envelopes yeah. you know I'm like man i don't where's your envelopes you know like, I don't have no envelopes, man, <laughs> I think the reason I tell you that is I want people to hear it hard is that's really not who we want to be. That's right. We just want to try to help you, man. So it's, yeah. it's not, it's just you, a tool. It's just a tool. So it's not the yeah. typical things like, dude, we're not judging you. Just like the similar churches, like, you know, we're like planet fitness. We're no judgment zone. No, we're that's trying. Right. You really are trying to go dude. just come in like you are and we'll try to help you take the step. Yeah. My only other addition to, you know, um, you know, a thing to add to that would be this as we wrap up is trust God with a little just That's start right. somewhere Absolutely. so just like you're trying to do it i was telling somebody at backstage uh this last week they were commenting commenting on all of the equipment and how it comes up and down and you know and i referenced uh the one of the projectors we need to replace the projectors are about twenty five thousand 000 a piece so i told the lady i mean they're looking and they're like man you know i said oh rick dropped one of those you know because rick was dr havens was picking one up and he had I said he dropped one for. We were laughing and cutting up about. I said, but it was a twenty five thousand dollars drop. You know, she was like, for that right there. And I'm like, yeah, that's a car, right? And it's not very big. You know, I mean, they're literally can't
1: drive it. No, most. you
0: can't drive it. But I said, but you can't see without it. You know, what I'm saying like y'all sit out there and you look at the screen. All right. But I told it. I said what I told her. It's like, we're not looking for you to give twenty five thousand dollars. But what I am saying is, if you got a dollar or two, put it in the in the giving station. If you. Because it's not like coming to us, look at it and go, God, it's not where I want to be, but as a step of faith, I just want to start real, the, the realization that everything I have comes from you. And I am going to recognize that if I'm going to survive, I'm going to take another breath, I'm going to pay another bill. It's because of you, so I'm starting small. And I'm going to give you five bucks a week. I'm going to give you five bucks a month. I think when people start that, and they begin to do that, God begins to show you a little bit. He yeah. begins to go, all right, look, let me show you. And and once again, it goes back to like the widow and the mite and the whole thing, the biblical story. To me, it is not about the amount. To me, it's like that heart of going, God, man, it breaks my heart that I've re- taken all my money for myself, and I'm not helping anybody, and I just want to start turning that corner. And I'm going to start simple. I'm going to look at where my money's going. I'm going to maybe sign up in on one of these classes, but I can also start with going, here's just a little bit. And we do it like online is our best method. And the reason somebody asked me why, why is online the best method? Because we rotate when we change venues or we're doing like walk for good. You're consistently continuing to give as opposed to, well, I meant to do good or well, I meant to help. I meant to honor God. So I'm like, just sign up online and it's on the app. You can do it through the online thing. Go, dude, I'm going to sign up for $2 a week, $5 a month. And believe it or not, you will look back, because I know it's been true in our life. We've given our uh, our entire marriage, me and Angie have been disciplined and going, all right, God, we're giving you a percentage back. And we're easily going, we've seen more blessings than we've seen sacrifices. So it's not like we're some you know sacrificial lamb here. Oh, we've just given and given. I'm like No, even in the small amount that we're given, uh, which is typically the 10% mark where you're going what we grew up listening to. it's kind of where we are. The issue is, is go, all right. I've never seen, been short on that. Right. I mean, and that doesn't include other things, whether it's sponsoring kids or going on trips or whatever else that you're trying to figure out. You just always look back and go, man, God took care of us. Man, God blessed us on this. And I, I mean, as a pastor, you're going, well, sure you have, brother. I hear you, but what about this? Well, Tommy, uh, the guy that wrote me the letter not too long ago, owned a business in town had never done it before started a year ago and he looks back and said dude this has been the best year of my life financially and he goes and I have to look at it and go all right god and he didn't start with a 10% tithe like everybody. he talked about doing what he could right. i'm just going to start and then he ended up being in the top 100 givers and it blew him away that we mailed him a letter just saying hey dude you 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 gave, you, you gave more than a lot of other people and we recognized that that sacrifice helps us to do what we do every week. So if you appreciate that and you like what we're doing, you can't do it without people like you.
1: Yeah, similar story. One of my best friends in high school, he went to a church one day, sat through a Sunday school class, and it was on tithing. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had lunch that next week, and he was totally discouraged. And he was like, I am like, what's wrong with you, man? He goes, oh, we had a Sunday school lesson, and it's on tithing, and I can't tithe. I've made a bunch of bad decisions, kind of similar to my mm-hmm. younger life. And I said, well, just start with something. I mean, you know, whatever amount you can yeah. give. I said, one lunch. Let's just don't meet for lunch
0: yeah,
1: and give that money. And I don't know what he started with. He never told me, but I remember about a year or two later, he never said anything during this whole journey. It wasn't like I got updates along the way, but like two years later, we had lunch all the time. He goes, hey, man, he said, I never told you this. He said, but, you know, I own my own business. And we had that lunch that time. You said, start giving something. And I did. And he said, and here we are two years later, and um, I give way more than I ever thought I'd be able to give. Yeah. And it's not even about 10% anymore. Right. And I was like, that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I do believe, biblically, that God honors it. I mean, so like when you look at who God is, it's not about the amount. It's about the heart of going, God, I, right. want bit of, I want to be able to honor you with what I got. And every time, uh, it's cool to hear those stories. And we hopefully, as you lead today, maybe this is what the catalyst is for you in your life. And you go, man, I'm going to try it. And then you look back and go, tell us a story. Send us the email. You know.
1: Yeah, which, by the way, we do have an email now. If you're listening to this, it's podcasts at thesimplechurch.tv. Yeah, so
0: you can tell us your story or nice. ask us a question. Or
1: ask any questions you yeah, want. that's it. Yes.
0: Well, that was a pretty fun one. See, yeah, we got yeah. a little. We'll, we'll bring back John when we want to do like oh, yeah. more behind the scenes stories of us mm. growing up in poverty. Oh, yeah. i Growing <laughs> up with the Haglers. Like, <laughs> that's what we'll call it. Growing you could, up with the Haglers. When when our sponsor came and visited us out in South Shreveport, it was awesome. That's horrible, isn't
1: it? Yeah, <laughs> we <Sponsor. laughs>
0: were joking. Like we weren't sponsored. We were in All poverty. Right. <laughs> we were just. That's an exaggeration. That was being silly.
1: Yeah, we were just good old middle class folks, yes, right? The,
0: yeah, broke middle class. Broke. Folks.
1: <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very much so. Yeah, I I don't know what that's like.
0: Yeah. Well (laughs) I bet you don't. That's because we're paying you. Not a lot. No. no. But we did give you an increase for this podcast. Oh good. No, we didn't. We're just kidding. Wow. (laughs) We're gonna work on it. (laughs) Scott, we gotta get a few listeners.
1: You know? Hey, you yeah. have enough to get your Whataburger. That's true. I do have enough to get my Whataburger. That's it. And I do have a, a house on wheels, but it's a house. Hey, yeah, it is. A lot of people don't have it, really it. Yeah, the beauty true. of a house on wheels is you can move it. That's exactly right. you need I like to. can take it where I want to. That's why they're called mobile homes. That's right.
0: <laughs> Anytime you want. <laughs> Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. (laughs) We love you, dude. Uh, Please email us. Podcast podcast at at the the thesimplechurch.tv. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, and then
1: also we'll feature your question on a podcast as well. So if you have one that we really think we like, we'll feature it on the podcast.
0: John, thank you.
1: Hey, thank you for letting me be here, man. All right. See you. Go clean a toilet.
0: That's it. Peace.